Hey y'all, welcome to the Success Beyond Lens podcast. This is season seven and I am so excited to be back here in the host seat and I am co-hosting with Sabrina this season, which you'll see more of in the next episodes. Now, if you followed Success Beyond the Lens podcast since the beginning, first of all, Thank you. Second of all, you know that we have played around with the structure, with the types of topics that we we chat about each season, with the type of guests that we have on, all of the things to figure out what works best for our audience. And this season is really going back to the roots of Success Beyond the Lens. And I'm so excited. I wanted to make this season super educational and tangible for the photographer looking at growing their business, whether it's through TikTok or mini sessions or figuring out how to balance work and life. I really wanted you to walk away with the tools and knowledge and skills to begin implementing what we're talking about in the episode. Now, not every episode is going to be relevant to where you're at in business, but the episodes that are, are going to be very tangible, very actionable. And I'm really, really excited about the range of guests that we have on. So without further ado, I'm kicking our season off and I'm going to be talking about how to avoid burnout in your business. There's three main strategies that I am really honing in on in this episode, and I am really excited about sharing it with you. If you are wanting more solo episodes about running a six-figure-plus business and really moving into that CEO role in your own business, I would love for you to check out my new podcast, The CEO Shift. Welcome to the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I'm Jen Bays. And I'm Sabrina Chapman. And And we're we're your your hosts hosts this this season. season. We're so excited about the season and all the incredible guests we've had on. This season, we are diving into several topics with various professional photographers across the nation. From talking about the importance of balance to successful mini sessions, building a national brand, and more. Our goal was for you to walk away with tangible tips, inspiration, and resources to grow your own photography business. So grab your emotional support water bottle or your favorite mug and let's dive into this season. So I've been in this industry for mm, almost six years, which is mind boggling in and of itself. But one thing that I have seen, regardless of the type of business you have, the type of business owner you are, the lifestyle you lead, one consistency is burnout. And it's something that every business owner has dealt with, whether you've been in business for six minutes six years, 16 years, we all have to navigate burnout. And there are some strategies that you can implement to help you avoid burnout or start getting out of burnout. Now, if you are already in the middle of burnout, you already know that you're overwhelmed, you're burnt out, you're ready to burn the business down to the ground, then the first thing you need to do, unfortunately, (laughs) is take a break. Now, I've had to take a break. I've had to take a day or a couple of days or like I've been able to go on vacation and unplug. And those are really, really important. But if you are in the middle of burnout and you are finding that you're leaning towards being really unhappy or even depressed, 
then at that point, you have to make a hard decision and decide, hey, I'm going to unplug for even if it's just 24 hours. That's not going to set you back so much that your business is going to burn to the ground. Okay. Give yourself at least 24 hours. 48 would be better. And if you can afford to take longer, then take longer. But that's if you're already in the middle of it. If you are running your business and you've been able to avoid burnout or you feel like you're on the verge of burning out, you're on the verge of being overwhelmed, then the strategies that we're going to be talking about today is going to be really, really important for you to kind of listen in on and hopefully begin implementing in your own business. Now, I'm not talking about these three strategies willy-nilly. These are strategies that I had to implement in my own businesses in order to get myself out of burnout and overwhelm myself. Three years ago, I was stressed to the max. I wasn't delivering the quality of work that I wanted. And I was working easily nine, 10 hours a day, which frankly, I don't want to work that much. So I was having a meeting with my business coach and, you know, we started talking about strategies on getting out of burnout and figuring out how can I, you know, what what things can I put in place to start, you know, getting out of burnout? And the first thing I had to go back into was my boundaries. At that time, I had uh, a client that had my personal cell phone number, and I was getting calls all hours of the day and on the weekends. And, you know, these were these were emergencies to her, but they shouldn't have been emergencies. And it really disrupted, you know, dinners and time out with my family. And, you know, it, it was really, it, it became very difficult for, for me to manage that client because it was just, there, was, there were just no boundaries, time, communication, anything, you know. And then I had, I had clients that, you know, some of them were on one project management tool or they were on a different project management tool than I, you know, than I was used to. And I was, running clients on like three different project management tools, managing multiple inboxes, managing multiple lines of communication. And it was just too much. It was, it was just too much. So the first thing that I really started to hone in on is when did I want to work? How many hours did I want to work a week? And I like to work about 25 to 30 hours a week. That feels good to me. That gives me enough time to run my business and manage my home. I have a zoo full of animals. I have hobbies that I enjoy. I have a son that I'm raising. I have a husband that I want to spend time with. And I don't want to work 40, 50, 60 hour weeks. So I decided that I was going to work Monday through Friday, uh, nine to three. And I was moving all of my communication with my clients to Voxer and Then as I moved out of the OBM role for non-photography clients, I was able to move all of my client communication for projects, marketing, all of that fun stuff into ClickUp, which was phenomenal. So those were the, those were the first few boundaries that I ended up putting in place. And now no one gets my personal cell phone number. Like that's a big boundary of mine. And I will, if I happen to do a phone call and someone starts texting me, I will intentionally email them back 
so that, you know, I'm maintaining that boundary. So that was really important. So you need to figure out what are your boundaries. And as a photographer, you want to look at what kind of sessions do you want to do. If you do not want to do boudoir sessions or senior sessions, that's totally fine. Just because someone asks you to do them doesn't mean that you have to take them. So get referrals for the types of photography that you don't enjoy and start referring them out to other photographers. It's going to allow you to hone in on services that you enjoy, and it's going to give your that client a better experience. Because when you don't enjoy doing something, when you're dreading going to a certain type of session, you know, you're not going to give your A game to that client. And you're probably going to drag your feet on editing. So their turnaround time is going to be a little longer too. So that's something to keep in mind. You telling people no is actually allowing them to have a better experience elsewhere and you are going to have a better relationship with your business because you're staying within those boundaries. So look at the types of sessions that you actually want to be doing. And you don't have to niche down all at once. You just need to figure out what do you want to do and if you can afford to refer them out, refer them out. And for every no that you deliver to a service that you don't want to do, the opportunity for the right type of yes is going to come through your door. It's just a matter of not filling your calendar with clients that you don't actually enjoy working with. So that's number one. And then look at when you want to work. You have to take into account editing, marketing, admin, you know, all of the business owner things on top of actually going and shooting. So you want to be sure that you aren't shooting every single day of the week, that you have a dedicated day off, at least one during the busy season. And then I would prefer to see two. (laughs) But if that's not possible during the busy season, I understand. We all have seasons of hustle. But Then out of busy season, then you should be taking two days off and it's off. It's not off from shooting and you're editing and marketing. No, it's off, just off. So figure out, do you want to shoot three days a week and then edit one day and admin one day, or you do editing in the morning and admin in the afternoon, whatever you want your schedule to look like that ends up becoming a boundary. It'll be easier for you to maintain those boundaries if you use systems to, you know, schedule sessions, schedule consults, that sort of thing. But we'll get there. So take a look at when you want to work. And then take a look on how you want to communicate with your clients. I know a lot of photographers, you know, give out their personal cell phone number pretty early in the process because you have conversations and, you know, planning sessions, scheduling sessions, that sort of thing. You could look into a Google Voice so you have that boundary between, you know, your personal line and your work line. You can also have your consults via Zoom so they're not getting your personal cell phone until maybe the day of. And then that way, if they get lost, if they need something, you know, they can give you a call on the day of their photo shoot. But otherwise, they really don't need your personal cell phone number. And I know several photographers who have two phones, one for work one for life, and the clients only get the work one, which is also another way you can put a boundary in place. So take a look at when you want to work, how you want to work, and the type of work you want to do. Those will start building your boundaries. 
Number two, look at your systems. Now, when you think of systems, a lot of the times we immediately think of a CRM, something like Dosado or HoneyBook or 17 Hats to help you manage things. And that is absolutely a system that you need in order to sustain long-term success. If you are duct taping and piecemealing things together each time, you're wasting a lot of time repeating tasks and you're not giving an exceptional client experience every single time. Some clients may get that exceptional experience, but then you have a sick kid or a sick dog or it's your anniversary. So you took a couple days off and that questionnaire didn't go out or this reminder didn't go out or this session prep guide didn't go out. And so you're not having a cohesive, consistent client experience. You are relying on yourself to remember, oh, I need to send this prep guide or, oh, I need to send this questionnaire. And at the end of the day, we're human. We have human things happening outside of our business and in our lives that are going to prevent us from remembering to do all of the itty bitty steps for every single client that comes through our door, Especially if you're a volume photographer and you're sitting here doing 30, 40, 50 sessions in one month during the fall season, like you don't have the time to sit down and send out those 30 questionnaires or those 30 prep guides or those, you know, 30 reminder emails. If you have a system that can automate it, that's going to help you a ton in managing your clients and also delivering an exceptional client experience. So look at those systems. And I'm definitely talking about a CRM here, but also create a system for as many things in your business as you possibly can. And I always like to create a system that allows it to be easily outsourced when I get to that point. So let's say, for example, you create the system of backing up, culling, and editing your images. You want to create that system where you immediately, and this is this is going to be different for everybody, but you can immediately go home, back up your SD cards, and get them into whatever program that you're using, back them up on an external hard drive, and then you know, if that's the end of step one for that day, that's totally fine. But then, you know, whatever your next, the next step in your process is, is that becomes a system. And that's something that you can document in an SOP. And then if you decide to hire an assistant, then you can hand that those cards off to an assistant. And here's the SOP. And here's how I get it to the editor. And this is how I call and this is the program I use. And it becomes a system, it becomes something repeatable that you can easily outsource, which is one of the keys to sustainable long term success. When you start getting into that six-figure, multi-six-figure business model. You need to be able to easily outsource and delegate when you're able. So think about the systems you have for marketing, for answering emails, for editing, for culling, for delivering galleries, for delivering client gifts, for creating timelines, for creating session reminder emails. If they're like those high-touch specific to the client type of emails, you want to create those systems for each of those pieces of your business And the better system you have, the more smooth things will go, the better your clients are going to have their experience be. And if they're having a great experience, it's something I say all the time. They're going to refer to you. They're going to give you an incredible review. And that's going to bring more money into your pocket because they're bringing you more clients.
Number three, support and team. Now this is in your home as much as it is in your business. There are so many things to delegate and outsource in your home that can benefit you in the business. When I first started my business, I was working full time. I had a two month old baby. I was working in the nooks and crannies of the day, getting up between like four and 4.30 in the morning, working, then getting myself ready for work, then getting the baby ready to get to the sitter and then going to work full time, coming home, taking care of the baby, working, you know, after I've gotten him down for bed and then going to bed. There was so little time to clean my house or do the laundry or cook dinner. And during that time, I had a cleaning team that came once a week. And I had, I would buy these uh, prepped meals from a local place that I was able to have basically breakfast and lunch at least prepped for myself each day, or at least a couple of times a week. And it was healthier and a lot easier than, you know, grabbing a granola bar or a bowl of cereal or Chick-fil-A for the 10th time that week. Okay. So look at things in your life that you can outsource and delegate. Can you get your meals prepped by, by somebody? Can you do home chef? We just recently started using five dinners, one hour.com. And it's been phenomenal. It helps you, you pick your, your recipes, what you want to make that week. And it creates your grocery list, your prep guide, all of your recipes. And it's giving us some really good recipes that are very quick and easy to, you know, kind of shake things up at the house, but also allows us to prep five meals in an hour or less for the week. And it's been, it's been phenomenal. Now that I'm working from home and I'm spending the majority of my time at home, having something like that makes my life 10 times easier. So look at those solutions too. When I'm talking about outsourcing and delegating, I'm not just talking about hiring a VA, hiring an editor, hiring an album designer. I'm talking about hiring somebody to, to take care of your lawn, hiring somebody to clean your house, using a laundry service. If you're in a, in a metropolitan area, you likely have a laundry service that will pick things up from your home, get it washed and bring it back. I mean, I live out the boonies, so that's not an option for me, but if it was, <laughs> I would be all over that. So look at, look at things outside of the box to outsource and delegate. What this creates, having these three pieces in your business creates freedom. It creates you more time in your business to work on the things that only you can do. It allows you more time to book more sales calls, to create more networking opportunities online or in person. And when you have your boundaries and your systems, and especially if you you have outsourced to a VA in your business, you are able to step away from the business and focus on yourself or focus on your family or focus on, you know, your your pets, whatever it is that has kind of been to the wayside while you've been building this business. When you have these three pieces in place, you're more easily able to avoid burnout because you've created space away from your business. And that is crucial. 
to long-term success. When you're burnt out, you, you aren't as creative. You aren't as engaging with your clients. And all of that can negatively impact the bottom line in a business. If they don't have an exceptional experience, then they may not refer to you. If they don't feel like that you connect with them or that you care about them during their session because you're exhausted, that's going to impact their experience. And again, it's going to impact those referrals, those reviews. And at the end of the day, that's what really builds our businesses is word of mouth, reviews, referrals. That's one of the best things you can do to you know to grow your business. So avoiding burnout will in turn make you more money. You think because you're on the hustle train and you're working 24/7 and you're busting your ass and you know you're you're missing kids baseball games or you're late to dinner or you don't have dinner that you're hustling and you're making the money and you're doing the thing. When that reaches burnout, your business is going to suffer from it not benefit from it. I hope these tips help you. I am so excited for the rest of this season. I hope you guys come check out the new podcast, especially if you are in that six-figure plus mark. This new podcast is really focusing on issues and challenges and um, and that kind of thing that you would be facing in those six-figure, multi-six-figure realms. So I will see you all around and I look forward to seeing you at our next episode. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Success Beyond Lens podcast. If you are loving our content, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to our channel or left us a review. You can always hang out with me on the gram at Success Beyond the Lens. Hope to see you guys next week. Bye.